Hey, thanks so much for checking out this episode of Golf Strategy School. Now, I know you're listening because you want to learn how to play better golf. But if you want to see how you compare to other golfers your age, you need to check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin. That is par, the number four, success.com slash Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N. And what it will do is it will actually give you a free assessment where you can see exactly how you measure up against other people your age. And you can see where you're excelling, where you need to focus your time on. And this is an assessment, honestly, that you can take once a month just to see how you're progressing throughout your golf journey. So again, check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see how you measure up against other golfers your age. What's up, everybody? My name is Marty Griffin, and you are listening to the Golf Strategy School podcast, the only podcast designed to help the everyday golfer like you learn to get over those milestone scores of breaking 100 and breaking 90 and kind of get out of your own way so you can play a more confident version of your golf game. Today's episode is brought to you by Super Speed Golf. If you're interested in learning how to hit the ball farther, let's be honest, who isn't? Head over to golfstrategyschool.com slash superspeed, and you can hear my interview with Mike and Kyle from Superspeed Golf, where we talk about the exact science behind overspeed training and how it affects your brain and how it lets you learn how to hit the ball farther. Uh, if you like Superspeed, if you have already heard about Superspeed Golf, if you just want the discount, that code, that promo code is golf strategy, and that will get you 10% off your entire order at superspeedgolf.com. Today's episode is, well, some people might say it's a contradiction for me, but I know I'm normally the king of like, let's play it safe off the tee. Let's make sure we're, you know, doing everything the right way and making that conservative line and taking that confident swing. But today we're talking about how to let that driver loose. Three things that you absolutely must do to hit a consistent driver. Let's get to it. Do you love to play golf? Do you wish you could be a more consistent and confident player? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Golf Strategy School podcast, where we discuss specific practice strategies used by some of the best golf instructors from around the world. Here's your host, Marty Griffin. All right, like I said before, you know, I know that I preach the hot zone strategy where we play to a specific distance that we feel comfortable with, where it might be a five wood or a four hybrid off the tee. But I do realize that there are just times where you got to hit driver and it's important to be able to count on that club when you get to those circumstances. So I know everyone likes to cut loose and let the big dog eat and, you know, whatever other metaphors they want to use to hit that driver. So Let's get into the three biggest must-dos for your driver. And we're looking specifically at one focal point for the backswing, one focal point for transition, and then one focal point in the downswing or coming through impact. So the backswing. Let's look at the problem here. When, when we look at golfers who have a lot of consistency issues with that driver, we start to see some general patterns. And yes, I know not everyone's swing is the same. 
I, I will give you that. I understand. But there are some similarities that tend to occur when we look at the root cause of inconsistencies. And one of those is actually kind of a misconception that a lot of people have, especially golfers who are earlier on in their careers, that if they turn less, that they'll be more consistent that, you know, if they have kind of these stiff legs and hips that they'll be more consistent and produce a more consistent shot with their driver. And that is actually not true. What we see here and the big problem is that when people get those stiff legs and kind of stiff hips and they don't turn, it gets a lot harder to actually rotate around yourself and this can cause a lot of kind of downstream issues with the swing. A lot of the times this shows up as kind of that bent elbow when people come back. So they start coming back. They reach that resistance point where their body can't turn anymore because they haven't allowed their hips to turn. And then the elbow bends just so they can get that club to the top of the swing. And, you know, it's one of those things that can also cause like a drastic change in the plane of your swing. So you might be having this nice shallow uh, swing coming back, but all of a sudden because our hips don't turn, now we jerk the club straight up and down and it's really hard to develop any type of consistency that way. And it also costs you a lot of power. So when we talk about the solution to this backswing issue, as I believe it was said on tin cup, it's all in the hips. (laughs) So what we're talking about here is to actually allow your hips to open up more. You know, I always feel me personally that I'm moving in unison as just one big piece until my hips are at about a 45 degree angle from my initial setup to the golf ball. And this is usually about when my driver or whatever club I'm using is getting to be about parallel to the ground. So this allows for a nice deep rotation. I can actually get good and behind myself. And I can also, because I allow for that turn with my hips, I can also keep my hands directly in front of my sternum for a lot longer time, which I like to call this having good separation when your hands are as far away from your chest as possible. And this gives you so much more power and distance with that driver. So if you're a person who likes to see goals and likes to have kind of like a number to shoot for, like I said, 45 degrees with the hips coming back and then let your shoulders go all the way to 90 degrees. And that is an excellent start to a very, very solid driver swing. When we look at part two, the transition And really the big thing here is that a lot of people have, again, a misconception that a swing is just a backswing and then a downswing and that there is no transition. So they think of this as two completely separate entities and it's kind of like a light switch where it's like, all right, we got the club back. The switch is on. All right, now it's time to switch it off and then pull it back down. And that can give you kind of like a herky jerky transition because you don't really have a transition. It's like you go, you're going full speed into a wall, (laughs) you hit the wall and now you're supposed to run full speed the other direction. It just doesn't work very well. This is another thing that can cause inconsistency. So the solution is what I like to call the happy Gilmore. And 
I mean, it's kind of the happy Gilmore. I don't mean, I don't want you running up to the ball and smacking it. But what we are going to do is we're going to learn how to take a bit of a step into the ball. And this one does take practice. But once you start really doing it well, you're you're going to fall in love with it. Uh, but the way that we do this is I want you to take your normal driver setup. You know, you have the ball teed up. You're going to take your normal setup. So the ball is just inside of your of your front foot, you know, kind of where your shirt logo would be. So that's where the ball is. You're all set up. You're ready to go. Now what I want you to do is I want you to bring your forward foot, which for most people is their left foot because we're right-handed. I want you to bring that forward foot back to your your rear foot, your trail foot. And I want you to be standing there with your feet pretty much touching. And what we're going to do is we're going to start taking the club backwards. And then while the club is still moving back, while we're still kind of finishing our backswing, we are going to step forward into the ball like a baseball player and start the downswing. What's really magical here is that if you don't have like a good concept of what a transition is, this forces that issue because we're still finishing our backswing while we're starting the action down and that layering of those two actions at the same time creates our transition. So it's really cool because it it turns your swing into it takes it from being like those two separate and distinct parts and it turns it into one continuous motion that involves one force moving back and then transitioning that force back through the ball. And again, it takes some practice to really groove this, but once you do, once you've get it get it going and you can actually feel this, this is I mean, you want to talk about big drives. This will get you pumping them out there in a hurry. Now, if you want to take this to the next level and you want to do this kind of advanced level challenge, I would challenge you and say, okay, if we're doing this really well with our dominant direction, let's flip it over and let's do it in our non-dominant direction. Now, we're not hitting a ball. In this circumstance, but what I want you to do is just either put a tee in the ground or if you're hitting off of a mat, just try to hit that tee and we're going to do the same thing, but we're going to be flipped around as if we're a lefty. So again, we're going to set up as if we're going to hit the ball, we're going to move our lead foot, which is now our right foot back to our trail foot, which is now our left foot. And we're going to do that same thing where we're going to start to swing backwards. And then as we're probably about halfway through our backswing, we're going to start taking that step forward and really trying to feel that power come through. But now we're taking a left-handed swing. So what's, what's cool about this is when you train in your non-dominant direction, it gives you a lot more flexibility because it kind of stretches out the opposite side of your body and uses those muscles that we're not used to using in that kind of way. And it, what it does is it helps train your brain to learn that, hey, if we can move this fast the wrong way, I think there's probably a couple extra miles an hour that we can find doing it the right way. So it can really help increase your swing speed in your dominant direction. So that's our, our transition workout. Last one is coming through impact. So when we see people swing the driver, you know, a lot of times, especially for the high handicappers, there's still this tendency to hit down on the ball 
almost like it's an iron. And really, the ideal impact for a driver is a slight upswing. So you can get as much of that power and launch right into the ball as possible. Uh, this is what's called your angle of attack. For an iron, your angle of attack should be negative because you're hitting down on the ball. But for a driver, your angle of attack should be positive because you are hitting up on the ball. So that's the problem is we see people still hitting down on the driver. The solution is what I call the hit in the hurdle. So this is a drill that's super duper easy to set up. But again, only for your driver because your driver is unique in this circumstance where we want to hit up on him. So all you're going to do is tee the ball up just like normal. And then about a foot in front of the ball, I want you to put another tee at the exact same height. And then about a foot behind the ball, I want you to put a tee down almost as if you're playing a par three with like an iron. So it's, you know, maybe like a half an inch out of the ground. And that's, so that's the tee that's a foot behind the ball. And the idea here is that we're going to take a swing that's going to, as we're coming down through the ball, and you don't have to hit these the tee, but as we're coming down towards the ball, you know, we should be just grazing that back tee, that low tee on the downswing. Then we hit the ball. And then as we follow through, we should miss that longer tee that is a foot in front of the ball. What this does is it helps us keep that low point behind the ball again. So we have that optimal launch angle, that good angle of attack, because that's what really allows us to impart as much force as possible up and into that shot. So that is our episode for today. The three driving must do's. You know, we talk a lot about how we can fix problems. Well, let's flip the script a little bit. Let's talk about how we can actually just kind of go into it with a good thought. If you're hitting the driver good, awesome. This might help you hit it a little bit better. But just a, you know, a kind of change in perspective from my normal don't hit your driver mentality. I understand there's par fives. I understand there's long par fours. And sometimes that driver's got to come out of the bag. And it's really good to be able to count on it. And these are three things that are going to help you do just that. So that's how we can hit our driver a little bit better. As always, if you would like more information about what we do, you can head over to the Golf Strategy Academy. Now, currently, the Golf Strategy Academy is closed to new members. We've got our current members in there, and I am actually transitioning from the website right now where I've built it over to a much nicer, much cleaner, much easier to use for you platform called Teachable. If you would like more information, we're going to have one hell of a kickoff here when we launch this. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have this going for Black Friday here. So if you want to sign up for our waitlist when we relaunch this, we're going to have a gonzo deal when it relaunches on Teachable because it's going to be so much easier for me to administer all of this. And I'm going to be able to help so many more golfers through this because I don't have to worry about all the technical stuff. They do it for me. So if you want to learn more about that, head over to the golf, to golfstrategyschool.com slash academy. Make sure you get yourself on the wait list. And we will be relaunching that on Black Friday with a crazy discount. So stay tuned. Otherwise, everybody, I will catch you all in the short grass. Cheers.
All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Golf Strategy School. As always, if you want to keep it in the short grass, all you got to do is put those lessons into effect. And if you want to see exactly how you fare in terms of your physical performance to other golfers your age, head over to par4success.com slash griffin, and you'll be able to see exactly where you line up and match up with other golfers your age based off of this this free performance assessment that Chris and his team has put together. Again, that's parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see exactly how well you line up against all their golfers your age. And I'll just drop a link to it in the show notes.